0: Okay, so yesterday we were discussing activities that uh, we should do to increase unity of the Jewish people and how this year, since Shabbos is right before Rosh Chodesh, so the message of Shabbos being before Rosh Chodesh is that um, there's no interruption between Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, so decisions you make about Rosh Chodesh are immediately implemented. And so too, um, when it comes to... um, any decision that you make in your life there's a lesson from the Shabbos. They should right away fulfill the fulfill, fulfill decision. Don't wait and don't delay, don't procrastinate. Immediately fulfill all good decisions. That's the, uh, the message we're getting from the Shabbos. You made a decision, go right away and do it. Don't don't push it off. So specifically, um, one of the things that we're supposed to do to increase unity of the Jewish people, one of the primary things is the idea of inspiring Jews to write a letter in the Torah. Um, and now I'm going to continue and discuss a little bit more about um, who should do it and how that's done. Um, so when when a Jew buys a letter in the Torah and that letter is written in the merit of this Jew, he has a letter in the Torah for his whole life forever. He has that letter, and that letter is preserved by the Jewish people. Jewish people, pre- just like um, the Jewish people, love a sefer Torah and they take care of a sefer Torah. Even Achav, who wasn't considered the greatest Jew, um, he um, he considered the sefer Torah the beloved thing in his eyes. So when a Jew does any mitzvah, even giving whether it's tikkun or whatever it is, it's also eternal. It says in Tanya The unity you have with Hashem By performing a mitzvah Is forever But the eternity In the union between you and Hashem Is something spiritual Something It's The altar uses expression This union Is uh, forever in heaven It's in heaven forever But in this world You don't see how it's forever In other words Simply Although yesterday You get stuck to a poor person And you sustained him Tomorrow The guy still needs to be fed again, as if you never gave him anything. So that's the unique virtue of buying a letter in the Sefer Torah. When you buy a letter in the Sefer Torah, that letter is there eternally for the benefit and the merit of every single Jew. Throughout his life, for 120 years, the life of his children, the end of all generations, there's a letter that's written in the Torah in the merit of this Jew, and it's eternal, practically, openly, and clearly. You don't, need to be, you, don't, you don't need to learn Tanya to know why it's eternal. In to learn how it's eternal spiritually. So, not, so, so according to this, it's, uh, it's, it's clear the virtue that is achieved by writing a letter in the Sefer Torah and inspiring a Jew to, to purchase a letter in the Sefer Torah, um, compared to doing other mitzvahs, which also bring unity to the Jewish people, but this is something unique. So the message that we're supposed to take the instruction that we're supposed to take from the Rosh Seven is to add in all things that are connected with the unity of the Jewish people by writing a Sefer Torah to inspire Jews to buy a letter in, this, in these Sefer Torahs which are written for this purpose that Jews should, have a, should, should be able to participate in, in this mitzvah and have a letter in the Sefer Torah. And this is something which everyone should do, the Rebbe says, young and old. Even if we're talking about g'dolim, doesn't just mean old, it also means those who are great. They shouldn't say, oh, I am great. This is, this is beneath my dignity to speak to other Jews and to inspire them. They should buy letter learn the Torah. If they didn't buy it yet, it's better I should talk to someone about learning a, a rambam. If he doesn't understand the rambam, I'm going to explain to him the rambam. Or I should explain to him something with like Sidus. If the guy has a problem with a rambam, if it's that doesn't understand the deepening of Sidus, then you should talk to me. But in the final this is how they make chassidim in, in seven seventy. They only get these kinds of tissues out in seven seventy. So oh They, my they make, make they create stronger chassidim. Uh, absolutely, Rabbi. <laughs> no problem. Anyway, so uh, so so the guy says, "You know what? I'm going to call me when you have a hard rambam. Call me when you have a deepening. This needs to be explained." So. Um, Why should he use his unique, sophisticated intellect, his chochma, bina, and das, his superior qualities of intellect? He is a gifted scholar in Hasidus. Why should he use his mind to inspire a Jew to buy a letter in the Torah? So the Rebbe says the response to this is that he needs to use his, his faculties, of his sophisticated wisdom, in order to unite with the Jewish people like one person with one heart. On the contrary, when he will help another Jew by learning the Torah, that will assist him to be more successful understanding the Rambam. That will under, help understand deeper uh, Hasidus. Because when you do kindness to another person, the Torah says, God gives light, and the Talmud says, a poor man and a rich man meet, God gives light to the eyes of them both. So by inspiring another Jew to have a learning the Torah, giving, giving that opportunity that gives not just light to the poor man in this arena because he doesn't have light in the Sefer Torah, gives also light to the rich man, the one who inspired him, so that he'll be able to understand Chassidus better, he'll be able to understand Ramah better. And so, so even those who are great should be involved in this. And so to those who are small, and not just small in spiritual stature, those who are actually young children, they can and they need to also inspire other Jews, they should also inspire Jews who already have gray beards, and they should, they should buy letters in the Torah. And even might say, how could a child be successful to, to affect adults, people who already, uh, are already older, if the Jew understands it's important, he for sure would have done it already. And if he doesn't realize how important it is, how could a little child change his opinion, change the opinion of an adult or someone who's, who's older, elderly. So we see practically, that Rebbe says, that when small children go over to a Jew who is elderly, and they speak to him sincerely, about this campaign of the Sefer Torah, tonight the Jewish people, and the offer, the opportunity to buy a letter in the Sefer Torah, they were successful. And on the contrary, more, they, the Jews that these children inspired inspired other people that they should also buy a letter in the Sefer Torah. So, this is something which is associated with the first day of Sivan, Rosh Chod Shivan, the, the unity of the Jewish people. This has to happen practically immediately, without any interruption of time. Before we, the Rebbe says, before even this this talk that Rebbe is giving on Shabbos, before this is even written down after Shabbos, uh, and 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 they're going to have a discussion. Did I say this? Did I say that? Did they, should I add this? Should I add that? Before we get into that discussion, before anything, this should happen. And although on on Matzah Shabbos, there are many things you need to do: you need to have a Malav Malka, and you need to, and there's a Malav Malka. Um, there's two different charities that are having a, a um, dinner. There's one, char- there's one Malav Malka is going to ha- be ha- having a dinner on Matzah Shabbos for the Maimet. There's another dinner that Oli Torah is making on, on um, Sunday. And so there are many other things you have to do. So together with all this, you have to know that there's something else you need to be involved in. It's very important. That is to unite the Jewish people through writing a letter in the Sefer Torah. So based on all this, the unity of the Jewish people, like one person with one heart, is connected with the Jewish people being next to the mountain, next to the mountain where the Torah is given. That means this was an appropriate place, um, appropriate preparation to receive the Torah. Um, so since, since, since this is associated with the unity of the Jewish says there's another way to inspire a Jew to um, uh, to buy t- to do another mitzvah, or to buy a lot in the Sefer Torah. There's another there's another another um, ar- there's another angle to inspire another person to do to buy a lot in the Torah or to do another mitzvah. When a Jew knows that in order that he should receive the Torah on this holiday, he has to unite with another Jew by inspiring him to do another mitzvah. I'm not going to get the Torah until I inspire another Jew to to, to do a mitzvah. That means that besides the fact that when I inspire another Jew to do a mitzvah, I'm getting the mitzvah of loving your fellow like yourself. And that's the whole Judaism hinges on that concept, on that mitzvah. But you're able, the Rebbe says, to turn to another person and say to him, listen, do me a favor and and do this mitzvah in order that I should be able to receive the Torah. Because I can't get the Torah until you do a mitzvah. Because in order for me to receive the Torah, I have to prepare to receive the Torah. How do you prepare to receive the Torah to unite with another Jew? So until I'm united with you, and we're, uh, and I'm sharing with you something like this mitzvah, until you until you accept it, I'm missing myself in receiving the Torah. So do me a favor. So said, we see clearly that there are some Jews. There's no other way to inspire them to do a mitzvah. Only through this kind of explanation, do you Do this as a favor to me. The the, the guy who you're in, you're trying to inspire may look at you as being not normal, and being a, a fool who believes everything, being very naive. But on the other hand, um, you you also it's also to consider what foolish people say. So when you, this foolish person says, "Hey, do me a favor, and do this mitzvah or learn this, this these verses in Torah," and he's t- and, and you tell him it's it's it, it affects my life because I believe the Torah is my life. The Torah is our life. And you can tell, the guy who you're talking to can tell that you mean it. And it's not with any other calculations, any other agendas. So for, sur- for sure the Rebbe says, the guy will fulfill your request, and he'll do you this favor. And although doing this mitzvah in this way is not for the right reason, but the practical thing is, he's going to do the mitzvah, he's going to put on film or whatever it is, practically in action is the main thing. It says in the laws of the study of the Torah that the Alt-Rebbe uh, compiled, a person should always learn Torah and do mitzvahs, even for the wrong reasons, because eventually he'll, he'll do them for the right reasons. Why? Because the, because the luminary in Torah will bring every Jew back to Hashem. No Jew will be pushed aside from Hashem forever. So, and once, once a person does, Shuvah al says, all the mitzvahs he did for the wrong reasons, which now were, were coded with, with, with the, the not good intent he had with doing those things, they are now um, extracted from the unholy Realm, and so um, the mitzvah is done, even if it's done for the wrong reason, and 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 therefore it says you could extract the mitzvah later on. But if there was mitzvah wasn't accomplished when he did it for the wrong reason, there'd be nothing to extract. So Altev says he's doing it for the wrong reason. Eventually, do tshuva, and then able to elevate all the mitzvahs he did before, but the mitzvahs that are done before ex- are considered mitzvahs, although they're done, they're done for the wrong reason. So it's okay that the person doing them for the wrong reason because the action is the main thing and a mitzvah has been done, and eventually those mitzvahs themselves will also be uh, polished. Maybe Hashem's will. Then all of the things that we're speaking about says the Rebbe should be fulfilled actually with joy and gladness of heart. As it says in the Torah, serve Hashem with joy. And it says, there is joy and glory in I'm sorry, there's strength and joy in his place. And the Arizal says, more he says that, um, uh, it's brought down in Tanya, that says in a because you didn't serve Hashem with joy, then God forbid all the negative things happen. So Arizal explains, it's not that you're not serving Hashem. It's you're serving Hashem, you're just missing the joy. Without the joy, chas then it causes all the negative things to happen. The explains elsewhere the reason why that happens is not because... The lack of joy itself is something pun- it, that's it's worth the punishment. That's how other Hasidic masters explain this, because uh, uh, they say, "Well, if you, if why don't you ha- why aren't you happy about it?" it means you don't really you don't re- really believe what you're doing. But the Alter says a different reason. He says because we're not talking about a person who's not um, culpable, not responsible for his actions. He did something wrong, but his joy would sweeten the judgment. When a Jew has joy in serving and doing a mitzvah, that causes joy by Hashem, and therefore. Just like when a, when a king is in a good mood, so he pardons people. So, to the joy you have in doing a mitzvah, that's sweetens the judgment of Hashem. So, so all this should be done with joy and gladness of heart. And by doing all this with joy, we will merit to see the fulfillment of the prophecy, the coming of Mashiach. When it says Mashiach will come, the Jewish people will have an eternal joy upon their heads in the true Mashiach, tzakeinu, and the way the Jewish people unite as one community speedily in our days. That's the, that's the end of the uh, second talk. And. Uh, it's a long, febrigen, uh, and um, uh, let's go. To um, let's continue, as Arriba says. Just continue. Let's continue. Thank you. Um. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, At uh, the Rebbe's Febringans, the Rebbe would discuss a variety of topics and, and address them throughout the and He'd ask questions, and then go back to, to another subject and answer the questions. So it's a little hard to, to follow everything um, if we're just learning it th- in this way. But we'll try. Um, let's go to, let's go to the, um, the Rebbe's father's explanations in the Zohar. The Rebbe would address a Rashi, that would address Pirke Yavis. that would address his father's interpretation in the Zohar. This is an Ischav Bez. Okay. Ischav Bez on page 1506. In the, my father's notes on the Zohar, in the Torah portion, he brings down the, the passage of the Zohar about how a person walking into Shul, crowned in film, how Hashem has such pleasure from this. The Zohar says over there that it's actually customary to put on your tefillin um, in the uh, entrance to a shul, or the outside room of the shul, because of this. The Zohar talks about walking to shul with your tefillin. So although it's not customary to do that because we live among Gentiles, etc., but to have something of this, it's customary to put on your tefillin in, like in this room, let's say, and then walk on the shul with your tefillin. Because the Zohar says that Hashem tells the angels Look at my child. Look, at, look Hashem, like sort to speak, like brags. He's proud of a Jew, and when a Jew walks this film, so so that's what the Rebbe's father is is is, is uh, commenting on, and he says over there, the uh, look at what I what I wrote in Parshas Kedoshim. What did he write in Parshas Kedoshim? Sham muva called Kabarnash anach tefil in habchem ksuide mitzvah. There he, qu- he quotes the zohar. The zohar also discusses a similar thing. The zohar says when a human being puts on tefillin and wraps himself with a wraps sing- with a wrapping of a mitzvah. So there, the rabbi's father writes, I am a gosmer chayim vital. When you look in the writings of the Khaim vital. Beishem v'zchafik ksuide de mitzvah enkod alachas tefil. Although it uses the words Wrapping yourself in a mitzvah It doesn't mean putting on a talus Why? Because what goes first? Talis or tefillin First goes the talus But the Zohar says When you put on tefillin And you wrap yourself with a mitzvah So it can't be the Zohar talking about Putting on a talus Because that would be before Rather it's talking about Covering the tefillin After you put on the talus He's talking about covering the tefillin after after you put them on with the talus the talus covers the tefillin so you put on you put on the talus you put on the tefillin and then you cover with the talus the talus covers the tefillin that's, that's what the words are let's, let's read further next page 1507 there are other answers of why the Zohar puts the film before Talos. Here is answer one answer. Goes to Chaim Talal, answers the following way. Don't prove from here that the Zohar's opinion is that you should put on your film first. The Zohar is not being precise over here about this, it just mentions the film first. But it's not telling you the order of how it's supposed to be done. Kiloelim tzitzis kdamas. Really, tzitzis goes first. Then Rabbi Goyes Merchaim Vital is Saying the labdafka it's okay. So in this week's Torah portion, it also puts tefillin before talis. Says Merchaim it's also not being being specific. It's just it, just it. It. The real order is tzitzis go first. When tute eris alzer pashah saying noisa, another sefer tute eris he explains in the following way. B'ain kan b'ain pashah shlachacha. The Zohar is talking about the virtue. What's a higher level? So it mentions the higher level um, first. Those philin are considered holier than the Talas. They're considered more virtuous than the Talas. And therefore mentions the philin first. But the way you put them on is the opposite. The man Bakesh because you're supposed to ascend in holiness. In other words, it's true that philin are holier. But the Torah says, go higher in holiness, therefore put on the talus first. And that's why it says to put on the tzitzis. That's why it does say uh, some places the Zohar, to put on the tzitzis before the tzitzis, because there it's talking about how you put them on. But in general, when the Zohar says tzitzis before the tzitzis, it's not talking about how to put them on, it's talking about what's higher, the tzitzis or higher. So those are the two answers. Either the Zohar does, is not being precise or the Zohar is being precise but the Zohar has something else in mind. Not what we should do first, but what's holier? But both these answers aren't satisfactory. After the because both of these answers are difficult, So therefore, he says that the Zohar is not referring to putting on the talis. Rather, it's referring to covering the tefillin after you put them on with the talus. The Samaras, what that means is When the Zohar says talus before tefillin, it's talking about how to put them on. Put on the talus before you put on the tefillin. So some places the Zohar says that. that's what <laughs> the Zohar talking about how to put them on. the 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 when it says to film for talls talking covering partially your tefillin film with your talus. Your part of your tefillin should be covered with your talus. That's piece the Zohar used the expression be covered with a covering of tzitzis. Zohar is talking about covering part of the tefillin with your talus. When the Zohar says to put on the tzitzis before the tefillin, it says to, to spread upon yourself the, the, um, the uh, mitzvah. To wrap yourself. In other words, in one place Zohar uses the expression covering, in the other place Zohar uses the expression wrapping. The Zohar is talking about what goes first. It uses the expression wrapping. Wrap yourself with the towels, then put on the film. But when it talks, when you use the word covering, it's covering something. So what is it referring to? It's referring to after you put on the film, and part of it should be covered with the, with the towels. We still have to question, the question is not satisfied. How come the Zohar... Um, relegates these, these two conversations to two different areas. Why does the Zohar only describe how you should cover the tefillin with your tzitzis and not mention how you should put the talus on in the first place? The Zohar should say, first put on your talus, then put on your tfilin, and then cover your tfilin with your talus. So the Rebbe's father, whenever he wrote, was very brief because he was... Um, in custom he was in exile, and Almata, and he didn't have any books. And whatever he wrote was with ink that his wife made with berries. She took berries and made ink out of it. And he, he didn't have any books and any notebooks. He wrote on the margin of the books that he had. So on the Zohar that he had, he wrote he wrote a note. So therefore, the answer we're not going we to have is, is, is sort of like a riddle. You have to look really deep into the, his father's words to know what he meant. But Mr. Uh, Shem tomorrow, we're going to see the answer. The question we have is. Let's briefly recap what we just said. The Zohar says in many places, first fill in, then talos. So we have the answer of the Chaim Vital. The Zohar not being specific. We have the answer in the It's saying fill in first because Tfillin are holier. You put on the talos first because you're supposed to go in ascending order in the mitzvah, but it says to fill in first because fillin' are holier. But then we have the answer that his father, the believe Yitzchak, The reason it says to fill in first is because the Zohar the Zohar's not talking about putting on your talus, the is talking about covering your tefillin with your talus. that's why the Zohar uses the language to cover yourself with a the mitzvah. There are, are places the Zohar discusses putting on the talus, but here the Zohar uses the expression covering yourself with the talus. What are you covering? You're covering the tefillin, partially, with your talus, and that's the thing the, the, the Zohar says, Hashem praises, the, the when a Jew goes and puts on his tefillin and his talus, and he covers his tefillin with his talus, that's the thing that Hashem finds especially gratifying. So we need to understand, though, why is it when the Zohar describes this process, it omits the actual putting on the tefillin It just says covering your tefillin with your towels. It doesn't talk about just. Putting them on in the first place. It, it 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 makes it confusing. The Zohar makes it confusing. The or says fill in, you put on the tefillin and you cover yourself with your talus. Why doesn't it just say you put on your talus, you put on your tefillin and you cover your tfilin with your talus? Why does it why does it skip the step number one? And, and that and therefore we have all these the talents here and the, and Rebbe's father trying to explain it. Why doesn't it just say clearly that you put on the talus first? All right, so tomorrow we will get the answer. Yes. Why do we put our talus over oh. our left hand when we do